Welcome to the Working in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charles Moses. Now let's get down to business. It is always an exciting time for me to sit with you and go through scriptures together because God has given us a mandate and that is to open your eyes to see who you really are in Christ. From time immemorial, it has always been on the mind of God to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to anybody who is willing to listen. And once again, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal another truth to us today. So please stay tuned. Today I'll be discussing on a topic called spiritual maturity. What is maturity? And why does God want us to be spiritually mature? You know, some of you as parents who have children would naturally expect your child to grow and mature in body and in mind, you know, as part of the natural process. In the same vein, God expects his children to attain a form of spiritual maturity. This was a requirement God expected of Jesus. And as the Bible says in Luke 2 verse 52, and I read, And Jesus grew, you know, in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Here we see Jesus' maturity and growth affecting two critical areas wisdom, and stature. Now, this brought him into favor with God and man. So as Jesus matured in body and mind, favor naturally followed him because he was a well-rounded individual. And right from an early age, he knew who he was. He knew what his mission was. And more importantly, he knew what his purpose was. And he had a desire to know God more. And we see it when he was 12 years old. He already knew as much as the teachers of the law in his day. And as the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 47, and I read, Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. <laughs> it's funny. Now, unfortunately, there is no written record of what the 12-year-old Jesus was saying. And I'd like to know what he was really talking about. But then it was nothing less than amazing, I'm sure. Because the Bible says, all who heard him were what? They were amazed at his understanding. I didn't stop there. They were also amazed at his answers. So if God did not spare his son, the rigorous process of spiritual maturity, we can be sure that I and you are no exceptions. Now, my key text is taken from Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. From verse 1 to 3. And I read, it says, now this was Paul writing, and, it's, and Paul was saying, what I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age or immature, he is no different from a slave. And the message version says, he has no advantage over the slave, although he owns the whole estate. Verse 2. The heir 
is subject to guardians or managers and trustees until the time set by his father. Then verse 3 says, So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. I will break that text into three parts. Okay? I really want you to get this. Now, stay with me. The first part says, As long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. Please listen. As long as you are underage, as long as you are not mature enough, even though you are heir to a vast inheritance, you cannot have access to it. And neither can you enjoy the inheritance God has left for you. You see, when Jesus died, he restored our access, he restored our dominion to claim every blessing of Abraham. Remember that song that we used to sing way back in the day? Abraham's blessings are mine, you know? That song is so true. Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and I read, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you see, we are heirs to the promise, meaning we are heirs to the inheritance God has in store for all, for all who believe. But then, being underage will keep you from claiming your inheritance in Christ. And please let me state here, for the purpose of clarity, what I mean by inheritance is peace, joy, blessings, dominion, divine health, success, breakthroughs, healings, deliverances, and you can name them all. These inheritances can be yours upon spiritual maturity or spiritual maturity. I'm going to give you a real-life instance. Now, you see, when Princess Diana of Wales died, she left a huge inheritance of about 21 million pounds for her two sons. We know them, Prince Harry and uh, uh, Meghan Markle's husband. I can't remember his name now. But basically, she left 21 million for her two sons. And because she died when they were very young and immature, her sons could not access their rightful inheritance until each had reached the age of 25 years old. Here is one truth. The enemy, the devil, Satan, wants to keep you in the dark about your rightful inheritance. He is hoping that you continue to live this life in ignorance about the inheritance God has for you. Bible says the devil came into this world to steal, kill, and destroy. And for the purposes of this message, the devil came to this world to steal your inheritance. And he's doing a good job at that. This is one reason why many are suffering when they should not be. One reason why people die in their illnesses. When Jesus has crucified our illness, has crucified our sickness on the cross. 
Because the Bible says, by his stripes, you were healed. The enemy wants you to be his slave. Remember the first part that we read, Galatians chapter 4, verse 1, and I'm going to take it again. It says, as long as an heir is under age, or as long as an heir is immature, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the entire estate. You are no different from a slave because you are given handouts by the enemy. And handouts can never be the real deal. It was the same tactic the devil used to trick Adam and Eve out of their inheritance. From that time until now, man has become a slave to fear, sickness, disease, anxiety, worry. Unfortunately, many are slaves now to addictions and harmful habits. Remember, the devil came into this world to make man a slave to these things. But thank God for Jesus. And we can claim that inheritance and live free. Because the Bible says, for he whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And because many do not understand what Jesus has done, they have perished in the midst of plenty. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, and I read, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The scripture that we just read simply means when you have an understanding of your worth and your inheritance in Christ, the enemy can no longer mess around with you. Why? Because the devil knows you now know who you are and that he can be challenged. That's why we, that's why we talk back at the devil. Oh yes, we do. Our people say knowledge is power. For when you grasp the knowledge about something or you have an understanding of the enemy's strategy, you gain the upper hand. And it is God's will for you to always have the upper hand in life and in ministry. Now, let's read the second part of the scripture. The verse 2 of Galatians chapter 4 says, The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. Now, going back to our true story, Princess Diana's sons were subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by their mother, in which case, that was when they had reached the age of 25 years. Likewise, until you attain a level of spiritual maturity, you can never enjoy the blessings and inheritance God has for his children. Princess Diana would not have committed wealth into the hands of young, immature boys. And neither would God. You won't allow your 10-year-old son to drive your car for fear of crashing it, right? So, God would not entrust his blessing to anyone who isn't mature, who isn't spiritually mature enough to handle such huge blessings. But, it is God's desire that you mature in Him so that you can begin to enjoy the many blessings flowing from His throne of grace. And the final part of the scripture in Galatians chapter 4, and that is verse 3, it says, So also, when we were under age, when we were immature, 
We were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. Please listen. It is the devil's hope to keep you in perpetual slavery. And that is why he hopes that you do not desire to see the need to mature. He's hoping that you don't even see any advantage of maturing in God. You know, from scriptures, we see that being underage or being immature about the things of God is synonymous, synonymous to slavery. Because the more you stay underage, even when the years that are passing by, the more stagnant you become with little or no growth. This is one other reason why the enemy is always hostile to the truth of the scriptures. The devil hates the light because it illuminates your understanding. It shines bright into those dark spots so that you can see clearly and it sets you free. The devil will fight tooth and nail to have you stay immature so that you can miss out of God's abundant inheritance. The longer you remain in the darkness, the more you lose your right to be free of the devil. The devil loves the darkness because he knows that you can't see when he's manipulating you. When the light of God's word comes through like it is doing right now, you begin to see the, antis of the, acti the, the tactics of the enemy. You see him for what he really is, a thief just like the Bible rightly mentioned, trying to steal your rightful inheritance in Christ. There is a reason why the devil has many in darkness. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, and I read, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So you see, when the enemy keeps you in the dark, you do not know you possess dominion. You do not know cancer can obey your commands to die. You do not know you can live above sickness and depression. You do not even know you can beat that addiction. You do not know you have the power to control and confront any situation bedeviling you today. Because with maturity comes victory over all of these things and more. Having attained spiritual maturity ensures that you, in fact, it ensures that you live a life of dominion and authority in this life. Let's look at Jesus' story. Now, what happened after Jesus attained spiritual maturity? Matthew chapter 3, from verse 16, till you enter chapter 4. It says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, in whom I am well pleased. You can read that scripture at your convenience. Okay? So now for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to make some notes about where we just read. So now based on that scripture, on the day Jesus graduated from spiritual immaturity, 
the heavens opened. God was pleased. Just like any parent would when they see their child becoming of age and mature to now handle life's challenges. In other words, it was Jesus' graduation day. It was time to make the father proud. He got approval from God the Father by the sign of the dove that landed on his shoulders. Jesus was now ready to handle the ministry and trusted into his care. He was now ready to go out into the world. But then the devil came to tempt Jesus, to try to enslave him and put him in perpetual darkness. But Jesus won a spectacular victory that day. Jesus used the tool he had used to attain spiritual maturity and turned it into a weapon against the devil. And that tool is the word of God. That is why I must reiterate that spiritual maturity can only come about when you embrace God's word and study the scripture. When you look at the spiritual battle that happened between Jesus and the devil right after Jesus' graduation, you begin to realize that the only way to beat the devil's lies, for, sorry about that, the only way to beat the devil lies on how much of the word of God you know. Please read that account on Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1 to 11. When you have time, please go over it. You would see how the enemy used the Bible, but Jesus countered the enemy with the word of God. And immediately after the experience was over, Jesus knew it was time to launch his ministry. Now, a quick, a quick one for someone. Do not attempt to launch church ministry until you have attained spiritual maturity. Just like the physical food the human body needs to nourish and grow, you also need the word of God, which is the spiritual food that nourishes your soul and spirit. That is why meditation on God's word is very important. It is necessary to take out time from your busy schedule to sit down with God and learn from his word. No physical food on earth can nourish your spirit man. And because many do not understand this, there is such a deep hunger for the word of God in our world today. People are spiritually famished. That is why they go everywhere trying out different religions, all in a bid to find a God that is already there, waiting to receive them. I pray God helps us. So again, how do you mature? Very simple. You mature by first of all believing in Jesus Christ, finding a Bible-believing church to grow in, studying your Bible daily, and more importantly, having a constant relationship with Jesus Christ every day through worship and prayer. Until I come your way again, please enjoy the victories that come from you living in spiritual maturity. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let us know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing us at 
info at workinginpurpose.ca Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at workinginpurposepodcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next time.